scriptural readings today address spiritual know-it-alls while also providing a roadmap that leads beyond the mere, merely religious knowledge to experience from a counter and into evangelization. So let's just jump right into them. The first reading, it's from the book of the prophet Isaiah 43. God speaks through Isaiah to his people in these words. He says, Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago, do not consider. See, I'm doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? For I put water in the desert and rivers in the wasteland for my chosen people to drink. God's people, Israel, were stuck in their relationship with God. They, they, had, they were stunted. They had limited their expectations of God to the ways that they saw him acting in their past. Through Isaiah, a prophet, God was saying to them that he can do things beyond their individual and collective histories. Incredible things, like making water available in the desert. He can do new things. Now, this is a message for us as Catholics. Because we can get stuck. And for many of our family and our friends and our neighbors who are currently not engaged in growing their faith. Stuck with our knowledge and expectations of God based upon our past histories. God can and will do so much more than what we have known of him in our lives at any given point. In fact, as we have learned over the past few weeks, God wants to use all that has gone before us to bring us to encounter him in newer and deeper ways. Trusting and trying, opening and hungering, expanding our expectations and experiences can move us beyond spiritual know-it-alls to explorers and adventurers who discover that there are always newer dimensions to faith, always higher plateaus to reach, and a greater life in Christ than we have identified from our past or anticipated for our future. Take a look at the psalm that each one of us just repeated. We just sang the psalm. It's from Psalm 126. This is what we said. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. The psalmist is reminding us that the Lord is capable of doing great things for us. In fact, not only capable, the Lord does great things for us when we allow him when we simply surrender our lives to him, open our minds to him, expand our horizons and our hopes in him, trust in his ways, and are willing to put ourselves in environments where we can encounter him. Indeed, not only will he do great things for us, God will do great things through us. And we will be filled with joy. 
Letting God work through us, such as when we evangelize others, testify to them, share our personal stories with them, it fills us with joy. And joy is, as we know, so, so, so attractive to other people. Thus, we don't have to catechize them with a bunch of knowledge about God. We only need to let the God we are encountering fill us with joy and send us out with that joy into the lives of others who will want what we want and what we have, who will want our joy and the source of our joy, who is God. In our second reading from the third letter, the third chapter to the Philippians, St. Paul says this, It is not that I have already taken hold of it or have already obtained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit and hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Jesus Christ. That's the goal, to be taken possession of. What is St. Paul saying here? He's a spiritual know-it-all. Read the Acts of the Apostles. All the impressive elements that has made Paul one of the most in-the-know religious figures in Judaism at his time. He was a Hebrew among Hebrews. He was a Pharisee. He was zealous in his faith. He was a blameless defender of the faith. And he was trained under the best rabbi in the best school of his time, graduating top of his class. All those great achievements, Paul suddenly declares as loss. As he says, absolute excrement. Paul puts a big fat minus sign in front of all that had been previously seen as positive in his religious life. What replaces all of these human achievements? St. Paul tells us. He says one thing, this is what he says. The surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Knowing Jesus. Not just about him. Knowing him personally. Remember, along these lines, the experience that Paul had on the road to Damascus. He was filled with all this religious training I just spoke about. With all the knowledge that he accumulated over years of religious education as a scholar. And he was on his way to persecute Christians. To hurt others. But while on the road, we know, he has this powerful personal encounter with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. This changes everything. Most of all, it changes Saul into Paul. There's a reason for that name, change. Meaning, Jesus has the power to change our past, our identity, our mission, our goal, our expectations and priorities. In, in fact, the very thrust of our lives he can change. From this encounter, St. Paul is sent then to evangelize others. He becomes the church's greatest evangelist. He moves from a spiritual know-it-all to knowing Jesus through an encounter and then helping others know him through evangelization. This change in the thrust 
of one's life is possible for each one of us. We may be stuck, stunted as a spiritual know-it-all, thinking that we know about God and what we know about him is all that we are going to know about him and then just stop there. Jesus can change this for us. If we allow, we can come to know the person of Jesus. From our spiritual know-it-all disposition, we can have become apathetic in our faith, indifferent, bored in our faith. God can change all of this, go beyond it. We may feel like big fat sinners unworthy of God's love, let alone sh sharing with other people. God can change all of this, go beyond it, and not only offer us forgiveness as he did St. Paul, but offer us his mission. Use us sinners and our sins to be his greatest champions. And exactly because we have encountered his great love, and his great love once experienced truly changes everything in our life, including those to whom we share his great love. God did something new in St. Paul's life, totally unexpected. And from this unexpected joy, God did great things not just for St. Paul, but through St. Paul. The same can and will happen to us. Expect it, anticipate it. Look for it in your life. Pray for it. Live for it. Place yourself then in an environment like all the opportunities being offered here to grow our faith as parishioners here at St. Francis de Sales. Place ourselves in those environments to have the Lord break through into your life and bring his unexpected joy. Then watch him do great things, not just for you, but then threw you into the lives of those to whom he will send you. And speaking of something new happening, going beyond expectations, joy, and the transformation of one's life, isn't this exactly what is happening in today's gospel reading from John chapter 8? The woman caught in the act of adultery? Who Jesus then sets free with his love. Follow this. Here's a woman who was caught in a great sin, and it was expected that she should be stoned to death by her culture. She's brought to Jesus. He does something totally unexpected. He goes beyond the parameters of the Mosaic law and the religious and the cultural practices of his day. Jesus doesn't judge her with the moral law. He meets her where she's at. At the moment, that moment in her life. And then he calls her to more. He leads her with his love and his mercy. And then this leads her to him. And then into a new way of life. And a life once changed, he did propose to her, go and sin no more. And she's ready for that. This is the way of evangelization. We encounter Christ. In the encounter, we are 
re-evangelize, or for some of us, evangelize for the first time. Reintroduce, or for the first time in our lives, introduce to Christ. Something new happens, unexpected, and it fills us with joy and hope. And so much so that we can't keep it to ourselves. We have to share it with others. We can only imagine that this woman in today's gospel became a great evangelist. Like her, we can't and we should not judge anyone to Christ. We must love them to Christ. That is, to spend time with them, invest in them, defend them, lead them with God's love and mercy and joy. Then let the Holy Spirit do His work. Love wills the good of the other. We can will the good of the other by telling them about the love of Jesus and the salvation that he has won for me, for you, for us. This, as we learned last week, is the charisma. This is our personal testimony. And this is the most basic and beautiful way to both encounter Christ and then to evangelize others. I hope that uh, you have enjoyed and appreciated and learned from some of this Lenten homily series over these past five weeks. I took the extra time to really dive deeper into the readings each weekend and to spend even more time with the homily, to develop a longer look into something that has become very important again to us as Catholic Christians here at St. Francis in general, and I hope is becoming more important to each one of you as individuals. So we can all see clearer our mission and the vision that God has for us as a community of believers and has for you as a Christian. After this weekend, we will return to shorter homilies. But I'm glad that during this Lent, I was able to contribute to your Lenten penance. After Easter, too, we will also ask everyone to make a commitment of their talents and abilities to continue to grow the many ways that we can serve and support our parish, but then also beyond that, the mission of our parish and each one of us beyond these walls. Let me end with this. We are so blessed here at St. Francis because we have a multitude of ways in which we can encounter Jesus. And so many resources to nurture and over time develop our relationships to God. And to do so in the midst of other people who share our faith, our values, and a common mission. We're so blessed too to be sent. I mean, just think about that for a moment. What a privilege it is to be called by God, the creator of the universe, and the redeemer of humanity, to join him in the mission of recapturing souls and lives, and bring them back on that road that leads to abundant life here and now, and eternal life with God in heaven. What a privilege it is that we get to bring others to Christ, rather than expected to do that. Each of us, by simply allowing ourselves to be evangelized or re-evangelized, introduced or reintroduced to Christ, can move beyond what we have known about Christ only in our past, take all of that and allow the Lord to use it and bring it to the fulfillment it was always meant to lead us to, 
Christ. We can humbly be transformed by being simply, from being simply spiritual know-it-alls to knowing the person of Jesus. And then filled with this joy, each of us can make the decision to be spiritual multipliers. Like we've learned in the past. Me plus three. And then to go out and invest in the lives of at least three other people. Spend time with them. Show them that we care about them. Form friendships to allow Christ to walk over the bridge of our friendship from my life into the life of these other individuals. And then from me plus three, we will move to four. And then from four into 16 people. And then from 16 into 64 more disciples of Jesus Christ. And they in return will then become disciple makers. Then in a matter of a short period of time, this moves us from 64 to 380, and then from 1,024 people who were once out there, but now are in here with us, encountering Christ, developing their faith life, and then being sent by the Holy Spirit to change the lives of many, many more people. This is our mission. This is the mission of Jesus Christ. This is the mission of the Catholic Church in general. This is the mission of our parish here at St. Francis. And this is the mission of each one of us. From encounter to evangelization. From making disciples, being made a disciple, to making disciple makers of others. If you believe in this mission and want to be faithful to it and grow in it, please stand up now. perfect. Then let's believe in it. Let's decide for it. Let's act it. Let's live it. And let's do it.